Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Welcome back to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique, and as always, to my left is the man that checks the weather forecast before he decides what kind of shoes he's going to wear for the day. You got that right. <laughs> because you care that much. Well, anybody out there who has kicks <laughs> knows that if it's raining or snowing or there's going to be a threat of foul weather, you don't want to risk taking the white sneakers out that day. It's pretty, pretty common practice. I don't know. I just, I never really thought about that, actually. <laughs> I don't really, I don't know. I just... You're definitely more high maintenance than I am. No, when it comes to sneaker and a good sneaker collection, you have to protect it. I think we know that. <laughs> okay. So guys, hey, as as we get ready to head into a new year, um, I wanted to give you an episode that would really help move the needle. And I want it to be very specific and narrow it down. I didn't want to make it complicated. So we're going to talk about one thing today. We're going to talk about one thing that could change your whole year. And that thing is pride. Mm. It's pride. Um, and how I came up with this is I was listening to the radio and I heard an interview with former NFL safety and Super Bowl uh, champion Burgess Owens, who, uh, who is, a, is a very articulate, very smart, and I just love the way he puts things into perspective. Uh, I love listening to him. But he's talking about pride. And he said, you know, pride comes from production. It comes from being able to look back, come home at the end of the day and look back and knowing that you accomplished something, like you put together some work. Um, and not just work in the physical sense, not just about earning money, but you did something. And, and I like that. I just, I turned up the radio and I said, he's on to something because I feel like sometimes we, we miss that part. And it's so simple. And that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about it today because it's so simple. Pride. So I'll ask you this question. Let's start off this way. You know, how many of you can look back on this past year with a sense of pride? And, and let's be really deep and honest with ourselves. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean like, hey, I did a couple of things. I'm talking about like, hey, overall, man, I really, I, I put work into this past year. I moved the needle in my family, in my business, in my body. Like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, what are you going to say about this past year in terms of pride? Ange, what do you think? Well, uh, this is a, an interesting thread because there's a fine line here with the, the word pride. Um, and that line is, is that I, I hear what, what you're saying and I hear what Burgess is saying. Um, but at the same time, we also know that pride can be like one of the, if not the main ultimate downfall 
of man and where we were so excessive in belief in our own ability that we discount the the interference we discount the influence we um exclude where god comes in and we make it so far about ourselves and our own recognition and our own ability that it creates a a deeper downfall so i want to make sure that i preface that before we get into the discussion here because i am very very careful about being quote unquote too prideful or proud simply because of that very reason and the slippery slope it can be. Now, what I am seeing here and, uh, you know, witnessing and what we are saying here is a sense of pride is there's also dignity. You know, I think of the word dignity when you say that, like a sense of pride and dignity that um, of what you were able to accomplish, what you were able to do, what you were a good steward of um, and how well you um, what's the, the how you, how you fostered the relationships, the responsibilities, mm-hmm. uh, the things that you were trusted with, with your work, your worship, your relationships and your personal self. We talk about the big four, right. And I kind of just hit, hit home on them with worship, um, relationship. And then of course our, our health, our bodies and our work. So when I hear that, that's exactly what comes to mind is to be very, very careful of not going too far over the line, okay. but saying, yes, I have a sense of pride and dignity of what I'm, what I'm called to steward and be responsible. Well, let me of. help you with this. Okay. I think pride in the sense that we're going to talk about helps you sleep better at night. When you, when you have a great day and you wake up and mm-hmm. you, you, you really put something into your work, your craft, your occupation, when you really worked on bleeding into your children and, and helping them that day, and you did some really good things in loving them, when you took care of your body and you moved it, I mean, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, my friends, you're going to sleep better knowing that you did something. It's what we do is we beat ourselves up at night and we have a hard time sleeping when we know that, geez, we half-assed at work today. We know that, hey, we missed that workout that we should have done. Or we know that, hey, we had an opportunity to really be with our children uh, and we passed on it for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about pride in the sense that what our, our parents and our grandparents looked at as an honest day's work. And, you know, what, what Burgess Owen said, he says, there's a lot of people who are relying on other people to take care of them these yeah. days. We're, mm-hmm. we're raising a generation. I hate to say that. Mm. I, I, forgive me. I'm going to be honest. I don't want to blame it on a gen- where I think it's not, well, it's we're raising at a generation, but we're in a, a sense of culture today where many of us, regardless of when you were born, we, uh, have a sense of let's rely on somebody else to do the legwork. And so if I think about pride, you know, I think about a couple of people like your mother, what did she have pride in? Mm. Her house, her right? Her home and taking care of me. Like yeah. she wanted, you know, some people just, their home is not their castle or we know how hard it is to keep a, a a clean house when you have kids, but your mom always prided herself in making your home look presentable. And that was a sense of pride that she loved. Some people take pride in their food. Uh, hey, preparing this. Uh, we have our friends, Nate and Angela, who take a lot of pride in the way they prepare the food. They don't just throw it in there the way they slice and dice. Mm-hmm. And it makes a difference in the meal. Um, I know our friend Dustin Black, who has a company called Black Tie Moving here. And it's, it's, he's based out of Nashville, but it's a national company. And he has a sense of pride in work. 
and in moving people uh, and their houses. Mm -hmm. And Lord had mercy. Do we know the experience when people don't have a sense of pride in For, that? Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. We've, we've moved eight times. Yeah. And oh. we've had some people who the last mover, I think they broke 12 things. Yeah. They didn't unpack they anything. They slept on the job. They had, yeah. And Day so workers. we stumbled upon our friend Dustin Black here in Nashville, and he has a company called Black Tie Moving. And when you talk about a sense of pride and, and someone who puts in an honest day's work and is seeing the benefits of that, I mean, by the way, this is not a paid sponsor. <laughs> no, but I, because I, I, I want to respect that. And in whatever industry you're in, if you go the extra mile for your customer, and you do the things that other people take for granted mm -hmm. and, and maybe are, are lackadaisical in, you're going to see your company go to the top because that's what people are looking for these days. They're looking for a sense of pride in workmanship. They're looking for a sense of pride in what they produce. Mm -hmm. So if we get into that, Ange, um, how do you feel about this past year? I mean, in terms of mm -hmm. what we put together. Um, well, this is a very vulnerable question to answer because, um, what, you know, again, I hear what you're saying. I hear, I hear stewarding. Um, and I also hear uh, season. And what I mean by that is, um, there are seasons of life that sometimes affect how great we can steward one thing over another, um, just based on current capacity. So if, by the way, these are all teaching points that we go over in the turned on method, but, um, if you were to look at our last year where I spent the majority of it, not feeling well, I, I had struggles. Many of you have heard about them. Um, you know, just kind of chronic issues that I was dealing with that really destroyed my immune system. And, um, I did not steward as well. Some of the things that I'm very, very, very diligent about typically in, in history, like my working out, first of all, like exercising or, um, even in our business, like I used to grind and hustle, you know, those two words that I kind of make my stomach turn now, like, but hustle and grind, um, to the, you know, the midnight hours in our work and our business. And this past year, my capacity was lessened and my what I needed to have a sense of pride of and in steward over was daily survival and healing. So there wasn't a time and a space for me to have a sense of pride in how hard I worked that day or how hard I worked out that day. It was more about, okay, what am I called to steward in these big areas of my life? And that would be obviously my faith, myself, my healing, my body, um, and my family and my work. And that meant sometimes just doing the absolute bare minimum. So at the end of the day, I could look back and say, did I give everything I've got? Mm -hmm. And that really is what it comes down to is you can ask yourself that question, not putting so much pressure on yourself. And when we go into 2022 with, with goals and intentions, oftentimes we set these big lofty goals. And I think it's important to have vision, um, and to really stretch yourself, um, beyond that capacity. But at the time for me, okay. it was a really unique season because I am not the type of person that does well at the bare minimum. Right. And so it was really unique for me to sit there and say, okay, I was able to get out of bed today, eat some nourishing foods, breathe in and out, spend some time in prayer, spend as much time as I could present with my children, my husband, and do X amount of work to move the needle. 
And that was because of the season I was in, in the current capacity. Now that capacity has grown Mm -hmm. because I honored, this is where pride and honor kind of cross. I honored the season I was in. I honored what I was having to learn. I honored what I needed to steward at the moment. And that is how I can look back at 2019 and say, with a sense of pride, I did everything I needed to do to get well, to be where I'm at now so that we can have a more fruitful new year and fruitful projects and fruitful work and fruitful marriage. And see, we have to honor those seasons. Okay. So what we're talking about here is, is now let's break this down. So you listeners can use this. Okay. So if we're talking about pride, it's like coming home at the end of the day, knowing that we've accomplished something or resting your head on the pillow at the end of the day, knowing you've accomplished something. I don't want to, again, this is going to associate it with work. Can we agree when we talk about work, let's talk about work in a sense of I put something forth. I put forth energy. I put forth effort in that sense of work. That's what we're going to associate with pride. So one of my favorite uh, kind of anecdotes for this is by Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein had these three rules of work. And I think we can find some real benefit here. He said, these are the three out of clutter, find simplicity (laughs) from discord, find harmony. And in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Mm, So good. So we can apply this to all the four hallways Mm -hmm. that we discuss out of clutter, find simplicity. I think Mm. this is huge. And I know you're going to have something to say on this Mm -hmm. because what did we just say last night? I looked around the house and I said, babe, we got to get rid of some stuff. We Mm got to get rid of the clutter. And sometimes it's physical clutter in our house. Sometimes it's clutter in our bodies in terms of toxicity. We'll call that clutter. Correct. Um, Sometimes it's clutter in our head. We Mm -hmm. just have so much stuff going on and we don't have the ability to focus because it's like a merry-go-round going on in your head. Mm-hmm. It's just turning and turning with all these different sounds and sights, and it, you can't slow it down. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to do, out of clutter, find simplicity. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done, but how, do you, how does our listeners start, Ange? Well, <clears throat> when you go back to the divine order, um, we, I always first look at environment. And environment is in the four hallways, it's, it's applicable in every area. Like what's the environment in your faith? What's the environment in your head and your body? What's the environment in, uh, your home, right? So if you're talking about yourself, like if you're just a single person, what's the environment like in your home, your pantry? I mean, like there's all kinds of things we could literally go down the gamut and, um, marriage. And then of course work and what you're trying to create. So, If you look at the environment and you see clutter or chaos or some void, that's when we need to go back to what is the most simple thing I can do to start recreating an environment that will produce fruit. Because otherwise, out of clutter or chaos, like you can't do it. You have to clear the land. You you have to you have to plow, right? You have to create the space. Otherwise you've got a barren, idle environment that is incapable of producing what's next. And that is one of the main issues I see in all of our years of coaching and consulting and all of our years of going to different events, even just listening to other people teach. I'm like, 
oh, we're not calming down the pain. These people are just going home with so much information that they want to apply. But it's hard to apply this when we don't know the unique environments of everyone's life. And it's so much deeper than just the clutter that you physically see. There is so much that needs to be done to clear the land, to cultivate it, to create the opportunity for a harvest. And by me, what I mean by that is producing fruit, evolving, yeah. growing, creating. Even back in when I talk about the divine order, when you look at it in Genesis, when after God created the heavens and the earth, he then saw a formless void, which means he had to recreate something. And this is very, very deep biblically. Like a blank slate almost. Yes. Like, so obviously between Genesis 1, 1 and 1, 2, there was something that happened. And we know what that was the deeper we get into the Bible. But just for the sake of time, what was meant to be perfect at one point got disrupted. And that disruption needed to have order. So if there's no order in your mind, if there's no order in your home, if there's no order in your work, it is going to feel heavy, cluttered, chaotic, messy, uh, you, you name it. Like This is why most people have such a hard time actually achieving goals because we've never actually calmed down the pain. Right. And again, the same goes for your body. You know, out of clutter, find simplicity. So out of not jumping from diet to diet and fad to fad or, you know, what, what pill is going to work, find simplicity, simplicity in the four main food groups, find simplicity in intuitive eating. Like our friend, Will Armio talks about mm -hmm. find simplicity hydration. because if you, yeah, <laughs> hydration, Movement. because if you don't get the toxicity out of your body, if, if you're, if you're inflamed, then all those other things that you're putting in, they're not going to work anyway. It comes back to what is the most simple thing you can do. It's move your body, drink water, eat intuitively with the four main food groups. Keep keep the preservatives and stuff out. It's simple, mm -hmm. but we want to we want to clutter it. So let me say something about movement. When you just said you know about moving our body, so when you look at capacity, some people go, okay, it's the new year. I've got to go hard. I, I let myself go the last six months or a year or whatever, and so they go so hard back into it that that's where you create burnout, or that's where you get bored of it, or it's just too much. So when you go back to simplicity and David says movement, ask yourself, what is my body asking for right now? Is my body asking for me to go from zero to 120 miles per hour? Probably not. Can we start with something more simple? Can we start with stretching, moving, walking, running? Salsa. Salsa. Um, it, you know, drinking water, creating the environment. If that environment is a 10 by 10 yoga mat on your floor, then yep. good, good. That's a good thing. So be mindful of your current capacity. Okay. So let's go uh, as I want to just go over to the next two real quick from discord, find harmony. So discord is basically defined as a disagreement between people. Discord is a fancy word for it. We have, we have some beefs between us or things aren't, we're not seeing eye to eye, mm. find harmony. So, mm -hmm. wow. I mean, mm. talk about Timely. this coming on right around the holidays. I mean, mm. dysfunctional families, things we have arguments, uh, you feel terrible about some of the things you said, you know, or you just can't find a simple solution, mm. you know? And then how do you find harmony out of that? It's so like, again, it's so much easier said than done, but it comes down to the other part of pride is you can't be prideful when you say something that's wrong or when you, when you, when you take an attitude, 
sometimes you have to take the pride and say, gosh, I'm sorry, that was wrong. I was just frustrated at that time. Mm -hmm. Let's get past it. If not, it's going to be weird and it's going to continue to be weird. And we see this in our work. We see this in our, in our homes between husbands and wives. We see this with our kids. If you yell at your kids, sometimes you got to be, uh, take that pride parents and saying to your child, Hey, I'm sorry, daddy or mommy, yeah. you know, we're just very frustrated. Humbling. I didn't mean that. Um, and sometimes with our parents, I, you know, I gotten, sometimes we get arguments with our own parents yeah. and we have to say, geez, mom and dad, I'm sorry. You know, things are just tough right now. And then let's find some harmony in this. Yeah. Well, humility, um, is where harmony comes from in my opinion. So there, this is a, this is a very delicate area and a lot of people have a hard time being humbled. A lot of people have a hard time admitting when they're wrong, dropping their quote unquote pride. Mm -hmm. Like we started with this. That's what I was saying. This is the, the unfortunate side of pride that can mm -hmm. become very toxic. And it, when the humility can't, when there's no room for humility, you are in a, a place of complete discord, complete um, divide and you won't ever achieve harmony because you're not humble enough to say, Hey, listen, what I said was out of anger and resentment. Yeah. And I'm incredibly sorry. I can't say that I wasn't feeling being honest, but it was, I allowed my emotions to override my honesty and I didn't say it sensitively. So I'd like to have a, you know, I'd like to discuss this. Can we, can we communicate about yeah. this? And and I know that you and I both know not only in our marriage, but just with family and our own children and in business, this happens a lot. And it's Gosh. so important that success in anything is on the other side of a very hard yeah. conversation. And that Stubborn means humility. Stubbornness. I mean, who, who out there right now, if you're listening, um, again, I love the one to 10 scale. It's so easy. On a, one, a scale of one to 10, how stubborn would you say you are? But maybe more importantly, how stubborn, do a little poll in your family and your friends, mm -hmm. uh, how stubborn would your family and friends say you are? Um, if it's anything above a five, we got work to do, mm -hmm. right? Because I've noticed that in my own family, in our own business, when people are stubborn and they don't talk or they're just, they just tied to one side of an issue, and we see it in politics right now. I mean, we're house divided. We literally are house divided. No one, everybody's sticking to their polar opposites. People are so stubborn. And it's, it's, it's ruining us as a country. Um, so we have to do something about that. So we have to find harmony. And in the last part here, if we move on to the last part, it's in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. And this is the beautiful part. This is what gives us grace. This is what gives us real hope. If we can declutter things, if we can find harmony, but then the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I'll go back to our friend Dustin, who has the Black Tie movie. He mm -hmm. found an opportunity to do something different. He saw an opportunity where... It was difficult to find a good moving company that actually cared about your stuff and showed up and they, they looked professional, acted professional. Mm -hmm. And he said, here's an opportunity here. Yeah. And, and people will be willing to pay for a company that goes the extra mile. And as I said, as someone who's been on the other side of a moving company, I would definitely do it. And he's doing very well right now because he saw that business opportunity. And that's what our turned on philosophy about business is. Where are you looking around seeing something that is could be improved on? That's right. Is it a product? It is a service? It is a event? Where are we missing something? Mm -hmm. Where can you go the extra mile and see where there's difficulty and create an opportunity? Because if you can see that, you're going to turn it into a financial uh, success. 
Well, when I see the word difficulty, I see problem, I see challenge, I see uh, misalignment, I see disagreement. So replace that word and, and think about all the different areas in your life that we could be complaining about, right? Uh, where you see issue, where you take issue. Uh, and that is where, like David was saying here, and what Albert Einstein is saying is opportunity. So how are we going to solve it? What are we going to do to overcome? What would be your solution? What would be your answer? If you were to do this better, your, you know, in a, in a way that you feel creates more harmony and more simplicity, uh, what would it be? And so this applies to anything. This applies to how I was feeling in my body, how we can feel in our relationships, how we see work or the marketplace. So like you said, David, where's their avoid? Where's their problem? Where's, where's their an issue? What did Dustin do with black tie moving? Right. Um, and the same with my faith, right? If, if I'm having a difficulty with belief, if I'm having difficulty, uh, in finding like, I'm, there's just drama in my life and, um, I'm being prideful and spiteful and resentful and angry and gluttonous in all my ways and whatever it might be. Well, that's where, um, the difficulty has been actually, in your faith and you've lost some sense of connection there. And we have to go back. That has to be our compass. We have to go back and say, okay, out of all those areas I just mentioned, what would be the antagonist? Mm -hmm. Love, patience, kindness, compassion, self-control, goodness, faithfulness, like the fruits of the spirit, courage. Yep. You know, what are we doing that we're not exercising those muscles and we have created this overabundant um, strength in an area like angry, like being angry or stubborn or resentful, like you said, and that's where we have difficulty. And that difficulty mm -hmm. starts to bleed into the main areas of our life. What that just creates problems instead of opportunity. Yeah. Well, let's, let's look at this. Let's make this parallel. What, you know, whether it's pride in your children when they do something or pride in your work or in your marriage or in your body, what is on the other end of, of pride? Where, where does pride usually come from? It, it comes from a sense of being recognized, right? Mm -hmm. Because we take right. pride in our work when we are recognized for our work. And so I'm going to ask how many people out there feel like they're in a thankless career. They're in a thankless position in their job. They're in a thankless marriage. Um or nobody's recognizing, maybe you're in your middle of your, of your weight loss challenge and, and you're not receiving, you're working your tail off, but nobody's noticing as much as you'd like them to. So sometimes it's, we have to call on ourselves to have an inner sense of pride, a, a God shaped pride mm. that, you know, you're doing the right thing. God knows you're doing the right thing, but as humans, let's face it, we need that confirmation and edification from others. So we have a friend that works as a physical therapist and she uh, goes from house to house. And she was telling us a story of someone who knocked on the door and the person didn't answer right away. So the person left and the client called and said, where are you? And the, and the person said, well, we knocked on your door and you didn't answer. So you left, you know, these are people that need physical help. And, you know, our friend was saying, I would never do that. I go, that's right. Because you have a sense of pride in what you do. And you care about your patient where some of the other people that you're probably working with are just there to get a paycheck and go home that day. Mm -hmm. So we see where the pride can happen. We see where it can take its toll. If you think you're in a thankless job or if you are not receiving the pride, I would say 
push forward. Remember, at the end of the day, there, there comes a time when you do things the right way for the right reasons on a consistent basis, you will get recognized. Um, and, I, and I look at sports here. You know, Burgess Owens was a football player. I look at a recent uh, quote by my friend Terry Bradshaw, <laughs> and I call him my friend, although he's not. <laughs> um, but those of you Did guys you who know Terry Bradshaw, nope, never got a chance to interview him. But he has this quote. He says, look, if you concentrate on the factors you have control over, persistence, self-discipline, and confidence, that's what it takes. He said, far more failures are due to a lack of will than a lack of ability. So whatever you're doing, if it's your body, if it's your work, if it's your marriage or your relationship with your children, your family, you do have control. Let's circle that, write it down, highlight it. It's not out of your control. Don't wait for somebody else to come and bail you out. Men, if you're in a home and you're taking care of your family and you're respecting your wife and you're setting a good example for your children, take pride in that. If, if you're not seeing the um, kind of edification, if you're not getting the, the love back, keep doing it. it. People will notice, like Terry Bradshaw says, you have control, self-discipline, and confidence. You have the ability it's the lack of will to keep going. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all can't be a quarterback sometimes. Sometimes you are not the person in the lead at your job. Sometimes you're not the person to lead in the community or on your team if you're a kid and you're playing sports. But guess what? If you do your role, if you're on the offensive line uh, and, and you think, man, nobody's really knowing what I'm doing, keep pushing because you always have the opportunity to shine and get noticed it's just you have to be consistent, and that's the hard part. So as we head into this next year, it's not going to be, hey, I, I worked hard for a week or a month. We got to put together, if there's 12 months, we got to have nine or 10 of those months with a kick-ass effort, you know, to really look back on the next year and say, hey, yeah, like I, I did a lot. I, I take pride in what I put forth that year. Yeah. And I, I still wrestle with that word pride, but I know it. I know sense of pride. I understand. I think I take a sense of pride. Well, and, look at, look at yeah. this is, this is what Owen It's said. just honor being, being honorable, like honoring. Just you have to honor these areas well, of your I life. want you to read, I want you to read this particular quote by Burgess Owens because that takes it yes. off of it. Yeah. So, um, Owen said that I believe that my worth is not measured by what I do by the honors that are bestowed upon me or by material wealth that I might obtain. Instead, I am measured by the courage, there's the word, I show while standing for my beliefs, by the dedication I exhibit to ensure my word is good, and the resolve I undertake to establish my actions and deeds as honorable. So to not mess with the word pride and confuse it with being prideful and proud, um, I mean, I'm proud of my children, right? But I'm not taking their <laughs> accomplishments as my own. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to be very careful with that word, but yes, it's how we honor these things, how we steward them, how, um, our dedication, uh, to our work, to our marriage, to our family, to our, to our health, to our faith, um, how our dedication produces well. It's, it's what you do while nobody's looking and you don't yeah, expect integrity. it. I think, think of the mom who might have, when I read that quote by Burgess Owens and said, the dedication I exhibit 
on a daily basis to ensure my word is good. So think about the mothers out there, my mom. who, <laughs> like your mom, who who might have ra- be raising a teenager right now, and that teenager seems thankless, and all the little things you do, picking them up from school, practice, you know, the allowance you give them, the food that you put on their plate, the things that they take for granted right now, and then all of a sudden, you just blindly keep going and doing what you know is right. And then all of a sudden, one day that kid graduates high school, or maybe they graduate college and they look at you and they say, mom, man, you know, like, I appreciate that. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't see it when I was a kid, but you did all these things for me and I just didn't see it then. And then you get the, you get that sense of pride and it, gosh, it was 10, 12 years coming. It was hard to work for, but it came. So you're getting emotional right now. Why? I don't know. I just think that, you know, we have these, we want to bring our children up and we're, we want them to be thankful. And sometimes it's easy for kids to take things for granted, especially in this device era where everything is so quick. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I didn't see the sacrifices that my parents made for me and what they did, you know, like when mom put, you know, roast beef down and green beans. And I was like, ugh roast beef and green beans, you know, I don't realize that, Hey, she had to defrost the beef. She had to, you know, marinate it maybe, or she had to start making that or plan it. And then she had to do the same thing the next day and the next day and the next day until you become a parent. You're like, Oh my God, like trying to feed your family. That's a full-time job planning the meals and making sure like the chicken's defrosted and you have all the ingredients in the store and then cleaning the dishes. And so sometimes we don't understand how, thankful we are until we become a parent. We took those things for granted the same way I want Ella and Phoenix someday to go, geez, mom and dad, you know, all that sacrifice you did for us. I really appreciate it. Maybe we didn't see it at the time. We took it for granted, the vacations that you gave us and, you know, the things that you did to go out of your way. Yeah. I mean, we don't, if we go in the biblical sense, you know, how many of us right now think, okay, Jesus, the sacrifice that you made for us, you know, knowing that you were going to get beaten to a pulp and beaten to with inches of your life and then have nails put through your wrist and your feet and, and die a horrific death that you knew was coming. And we take that for granted, you know, because we just wake up every day and we turn on the TV and we turn on social media and we're worried about how our abs look and we're worried about, you know, how much commission we're getting. And then we don't think the guy went to the cross for us and paid the ultimate price. I mean, we, we, we overlook things. We take it for granted. Yeah. It's definitely an emotional, um, outlook to have and, and perspective to shift, you know, cause we can be, I mean, I can, I get really overwhelmed by quote unquote, the clutter. I get overwhelmed by all the stuff to do, the, the food to cook, the laundry, the, the dishes, the early mornings, the, you know, you name it. I mean, it becomes overwhelming. And then to add on top of that, businesses to run, calls to make, uh, copy to write, websites to update, people to, you know, to reach. And then you've got, of course, marriage. You want to make sure you've got sacred time around that. And, you know, the little idiosyncrasies that bother us and that we allow get in the way of, of private time or, or we just allow a certain area of our life to become so heavy and so hyper-focused. Like, you know, you're still working on your book, which uh, you have so much to do to get done before a deadline, but man, oh man, I know there've been times when I'm like, 
I just wish that you could close your laptop. You know what I mean? And so what that happens and that's why we're so passionate about a turned on life. And because whatever you're feeling right now, we're feeling the exact same thing. It's not like we have all the answers in the world and we figured it all out. It's just that we, we can see it really fast, overcome it very quickly but it doesn't mean that tomorrow you're not going to slip up. It doesn't mean that it's ever going to be perfect. It's just about recognizing, you know, where things can go dark very quickly if you don't catch the flickering, if you don't catch the dimming, if you don't catch the clutter, the discord, the difficulty, you have to catch it. Because when you catch it, that's when you can bring simplicity, harmony, opportunity, produce the fruit, turn the lights on. You know, it's, it's just a, a part of life that once we start mastering that, once we start recognizing it faster, creating the right environment, activating our gifts, activating what we know, we can start to see things so much faster, mm-hmm. move through it so much faster and not wake up one day with anger and resentment. Amen. So I'll, I'll leave you with this guys. And a sense of pride is I want you to come home at the end of the day, maybe not every day, but most days, more good days than bad. I want you to come home at the end of the day going, you know what? I put together a good effort in raising my kids. I put together a really good effort at work. I didn't just turn something in for the sake of turning it in. I didn't just throw some food down in front of my kid for the sake that I am obligated to feed them. Um, I don't want you to avoid the mirror on your way to the shower because you don't have a sense of pride in your body. I don't want you to avoid, <laughs> I don't want you to, you know it. I don't want you to, it's, it sucks. It sucks. And there's something we can do about it. And, and it all, pride, pride comes with a little bit. We talk about the big Mo, you know, uh, John C. Maxwell has the, one of his, uh, irrefutable laws of leadership is the big Mo meaning momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big, big believer. I, I have a whole pretty much section of this in my book talking about, we don't go from A to A to Z in one day. It, it takes I little hate things. That. I hate so that so much. Momentum. Speed. I would ask you if if you feel really far away from where you need to be heading into this year. If you feel like your marriage is way far away from where it needs to be. If you feel like your body is just you can't reconcile with it and it's just too far away from where you want it to be. If you feel like your bank account and your and your goals for your business are too far away, you know, just go. I just need some mo. Give me some mo. Yeah. Like Buster Rhymes. Give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. Um, you you got you to gotta have the momentum. See, I so caught that reference. I like it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm weighing on you. Um, you got to get a little momentum. You know, you got to get a little momentum. Have some pride in what you do today. I love momentum. Momentum is... Uh, uh, momentum is what success loves. Momentum. And there's a quote... I won't say, but a lot of you may have heard before that success loves speed. And I so highly disagree with that reference because I think people misinterpret what that is. Speed to me is reckless. Speed to me is fast and furious, A to Z, like you said, 
There's no patience in it. It's just blasting through blazing trails, scorching the earth and being so laser in on what you're doing that you don't realize what you destroy on your path on the way there. Momentum is different. Now, a lot of times they take that quote and they say, well, if a plane didn't take off at X speed, uh, it would crash and burn. It needs speed to get off the ground. Case in point, makes sense. However, what's behind that speed? What is behind all of the moving parts in a perfectly good airplane to create that speed? It's momentum. It's precision. There is multiple, countless things firing to keep those engines burning. Everything. If one thing is off, the mechanism doesn't work. I don't care how hard you put it at full throttle. If one thing is off, the speed won't work. It's the momentum of all the precise moving parts that know their role. You have to know your role to gain the momentum instead of just speeding through things to create success. Because to me, that is reckless. That's my opinion. I like it. So we'll take it full circle and leave you with this. Get some momentum and then work on the little things day by day. Put a little sense of pride into something tiny that you've done today. A sense of pride into your workout, into your children, into your career, into your faith, into your prayer life. And at the end of the day, I want you to come home and I want you to rest your head on the pillow, take a nice deep breath, close your eyes in peace. Close your eyes in peace. You know, our pastor said on, on a previous uh, podcast, he goes, you know, you know, the voice of God is talking to you when it looks like a green light. Mm -hmm. He said, because a green light produces a sense of peace, a sense of calmness, a sense of what's right and tranquility. So how many of you would like to go to bed tonight just with a sense of peace, knowing that you put some pride and some effort into what you did and you didn't have to rely on anybody else. You didn't pass the buck. You didn't just you know, turn in something for the sake of turning it in, you actually took pride in it. And I think I'm going to try and do that more this year. That's going to be probably a huge focus for me is pride and, and putting some more in each day. Cause I like to go to bed at night knowing mm -hmm. that I put in a full day's work and I, and I move the needle in my relationships, my body and, and my faith. Well, we hope that this turned on those areas of your life, wherever they may be that have gone a little bit dark in 2019, guess what? Every day is an opportunity for a fresh start for you to flip the switch in your favor. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in podcast land. And we hope that this turned you on. Bye.